Hey, what's up, nerdies? English Dave here for another Nerdy Bunch, well, not spoiler-free, but review. And I'm here with my co-hosts, Raven, Rocket Mike, and Mercedes. What's up, guys? Hey. This is we're our giving first, you like, all the tea today, all the tea. I feel like this is our first podcast where we're just going straight spoilers. If you haven't seen this show, all I'll say is all you need is 30 seconds to just decide if you're in or you're out. 30 seconds. I mean, like 45. If, okay, like, maybe 45. Yeah, maybe yeah. it's like the first 30 <laughs> seconds didn't wow you enough. There's two kinds of people in this world. You no, see that wait, moment and you're like, wait, what about, let's go. Um, what about 42? Like, fuck no. 42 for me. Oh, oh, 40. oh. That's why I said you oh, have to give them, oh, to give them oh, yeah. like at least a minute because uh, you have to win number 42 and then the iconic <laughs> line and that whole symbolism. Like if you're not sucked in after that, you have no soul. Like we're just yeah. Out. So at that point, from this point on, this is full spoilers. We will be doing this yeah. uh, podcast weekly, and again, every week it will be spoilers. So make sure you watch the episode. This is just our thoughts on what we think of this show. Uh, this show comes from the, um, from Misha Green, uh, the mind who brought us Underground. I've heard great things about. I'm gonna watch it when I do. We should, we should, uh, we should give right. us your thoughts, Raven. Once you do, when I do. That's Raven's committed. You guys have heard. When I do. Raven has committed, <laughs> officially committed right. to doing a review uh, of that. Thank you, Raven. Yep. Good, good job. Good yeah. job, and Raven. And from you producers, just gave, yourself, <laughs> gave yourself some there work. More work. Oh yeah. From producers J.J. Abrams and Jordan Peele, which I feel like, if you told me the two of them are going to produce a show, this feels like the love child of what they would create. Oh yeah. <laughs> and like crazy mystery surrounded by racial tension and social commentary, like fused together had a love child and it became Misha Green and she created the show for us though it is based on a, a 2016 dark fantasy novel by Matt Ruff which explored the conjunction between the horror fiction of HP Lovecraft and racism in the United States during the era of Jim Crow laws as experienced by black science fiction fan Articus Turner and his family um, what I like about this show as well is that it focuses on HP Lovecraft is actually a, 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 a famous science fiction or weird sci-fi not straight science fiction but that kind of weird sci-fi he's like one of the pioneers for like the outer limits and twilight zone cthulhu Mm -hmm. like monsters i feel like if you're a sci-fi fan you've probably watched something inspired by yes some seems like the avengers of sci-fi he just brings brings them all together into his stories he's one of the ogs of sci-fi if you like movies like alien or the thing in terms of creature design that kind of weird creatures and things like H.R. Geiger would then go on to do. Fun fact, check out our Alien and Aliens uh, Back to the Future where Raven can explains about H.R. Geiger and his art. I think um, uh, um, Lovecraft has that kind of style, inspired that style. So not the typical sci-fi that you see in Star Trek and Star Wars, you know. Like but this grunge is more like, science fiction horror. This is more the horror st- side of science yeah. fiction. But what I like about this show as well, it, it doesn't paint him as a perfect in, in like this oh we love no. hp lovecraft it's like no he was a racist <laughs> you know mm-hmm. like it doesn't the show doesn't hold back from saying things like that you know and he had he also put out racist uh work as well you know there's the scene in the in the in the bookstore where he picks up the book and he says my dad might made me recite his poem his racist poem so i'll remember who's like who this person is that i'm reading i'm loving his stories but he's also racist and, so yeah. ask, and then he said you, he, read, he reads them anyway, though. Well, I was going to say, I was going to ask you, Raven, you know, like the, the opening scene with the woman on the bus when he says, talks about uh, uh, one of my favorite books, um, A Princess of Mars, which is part of the John Carter series. You know, John mm. Carter was an ex-Confederate and she's like, well, you fought 
against the slaves. So you can't put X in front of that. But then his response is like, well, stories are like people. They're not perfect. But you try to love them and try and find the perfect, perfect, the perfect side in flaws. them as well. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. And, and I love that. So like, I did love that because it, it makes sense. It's, it's sad because it's like, even the same with us, you know, how like, even though we're black, there's plenty of science fiction stories that we love where we're not represented at all. And we mm-hmm. know that the director, the writer or whoever, you know, doesn't love us. But we're like, oh, but this movie's so good, though, you know, <laughs> and it's like it's tough, but it, it's it still happens, you know. So I do like that it dealt with that because you will have, you know, fans or people that will watch this and think to themselves, you know, oh, but, you know, H.P. Lovecraft was a racist. How could you make a show, you know, mm-hmm. with a black cast and, and base it on his story? So I feel like this was almost the creator's way of being like, yeah, we know. And I like how they touched upon that in one of the quotes where it was like, do you fault a man for having views that basically kind of define his whole identity? And when some, when you are told something for some from such young age, generationally, for such a long time, do you like, if they were saying like, oh, you know, can you fault the black man for like, wanting to be wanting more but then the white man for like not understanding why they want more because they've been told something different too their whole like their whole rhetoric is determined by their whole like their entire like identity so Mm -hmm. that's what i think that's what that's also about too like we can't change the fact that somebody poisoned these people's minds like you know at that point in time but what we can do is maybe show it in a different light and like we have a different show we're like not we're not seeing the same sort of um racial undertones and everything like we're learning something new and seeing something different you know you you touched on something there because part of that conversation when he's talking to that woman on the bus he says you know a, a, a a poor boy a poor negro boy in chicago can't aspire to these dreams you know, because every story is about a white guy who's who has these yeah. adventures in, in these other planets. You know, I want to have yeah. these kind of dreams. So this is the closest I can get to these dreams. You I know, also it, wanted to touch on that, too. I love that in, in subtle ways it was foreshadowing mm-hmm. because, you know, exactly. that's what the show is about. The show is about yeah. a little colored boy from Southside Chicago going on crazy adventures, you know, and it's literally all he wants. But I do love that. That's a backdrop and that that's a hint. You know, it's like. Mm-hmm. This is foreshadowing because this is actually the theme of this show. You know, it's about what if we could or what if we had, you know, which which I do love. And it's like a true definition of like these the people that are racist in this show. They honestly like it's sad to say they don't know any better. It's just like years of generational like mm-hmm. crap people fed into their brains. And now you're watching it like it's 2020 and you're like, well, I mean, I guess yeah. I see where that was going. It's not right. But damn. But it's. Mm-hmm. I love the show. It's just awesome because it's. That, that brought I also up like the, that. Um. Uh, oh, sorry. No, I was gonna. It brought up the um the guide trips that the uncle mm-hmm. was going on. I didn't know about that. I was like, is he saying green guide book trips or guide trips? And I'm I've like, heard about those. Yeah, there are. It's the green like book. That. Yeah, it's that's the green, green, book. green book. Yeah. It's basically scouting out areas that yeah. are uh, safe. Yeah. I was like, oh, I see. Which I was like, what a brave man. Like, you know, because I I didn't know about what the job entailed. So I do appreciate that this show kind of shed a light on that because I did. I learned a lot in just this one episode, which is crazy to say that, you know, you learn something about true history through science fiction. 
That and the sundown towns is uh, something yeah. I was only vaguely familiar with. I didn't know. I had no idea. I didn't time. know it was a real thing. It was so There's one like 15 that, minutes you know? from I only Long knew they were a thing because Vice has that episode of um, the KKK like areas. They still, where sick. Go. they still exist. And yeah. those KKK remnant areas where like, you know, they tell black people not to go in 2020, whatever. I'm, I'm pretty sure those are still like the remnant last remnants of sundown towns hmm. because um. they had certain rules and now they're just able to keep it. Yeah. So yeah. Like Burbank, California is one of them. I'm like, isn't that where all the rich people live? Mm-hmm. And then it's like, wow, I know it all connects. That that Puts sequence that in perspective doesn't it? That whole sequence <laughs> with the with the sun with the with the sundown town was brilliantly so done. stressful. Because I, from the very I was going to say though, directing wise, like, whoo! I was watching it. I watched this at like two in the morning, so I was like very tired before I started watching the film. And I mean the show, see film, but either way, it feels um, like a film. Mm-hmm. It does because you know I, it had gotten to a certain point where I went from being kind of tired to like the edge of my seat, like, huh. Huh, to like, uh, you know, and I'm like at home stressed on my couch, stressed. like, oh, speed like, up, no, place. slow down, slow down, speed up, oh, you know, Raven, and then you're thinking whole, of all the things that you, that show. you would do, because it's like a part of you is like, okay, maybe you should just pull over and shoot him, and then yeah. run off and escape, you know, and I had That's that idea, I was like, shoot his ass, like, I can't lie, I went through a lot, and then like- it's like, but I Technically, love y'all got to the other side anyway, and people were waiting for you. So even if you shot him, you would have gotten hanged. So and on, on top of that, it's you're like, black. I think, I'm sorry, it's the 50s. I think it speaks. It's exactly <laughs> it speaks to its time. Because even for us, right, as black people living in America, <sighs> modern modern day, our instinct is shoot him. But that's our privilege of time because they're very right. much aware that what it means to be a black person on the run now for killing a cop. <laughs> like right. do you want to live that There's, life they're instigating like, that. They're like even right, now though. Like I like feel you know we would be hunted down. But, but you know, with torches and pitchforks in What I love about that, what I love about that sequence, though, as well, is it speaks to how, to even today, at the time and today, how you know the law or people, you know, when you get these kind of white guys who are of the law abusing that, right? Because every little nitpick, when he's like, "Can I take a U-turn?" Oh, this is clever, you know, because he was getting ready to stop him for a U-turn or speeding, trying to force right. him to speed. So he's going to use the law to catch him and kill him. You know, as long as it was exactly. the law, because it was the law, as long as, long as it's past sundown, I can take him out. And he's trying to instigate, and he's hoping for that law to be broken, and he's wishing to, to, to kill this white, this, this black person. And, and it's the same way, it's no different to this, this Cooper lady, right, recently, a couple months ago, who was trying to use the law to hope yep. something bad happens to this black guy. She's by like, using I'll make the up law. whatever I have to make up, as long as this guy goes down, mm-hmm. then that's, you know, it doesn't matter what I have to do to get there. And I'll I'll say it's in the name of the law, so I have an excuse. And, and, know, I, that, and I love it. That. Was ugh. Let's, let's, back, let's backtrack a bit. Let's backtrack again. <laughs> bit to the beginning. Back it up. Woo-woo. Back it up to the very beginning. You know that, that that intro sequence, right? We knew we knew the show was going to go into the sci-fi kind of uh, uh, fantasy realms in some way. Usually, sci- these kind of shows build up to that. Mike, when this thing just kind of pulled up from this black and white war footage to the color, and you just saw freaking space monsters, aliens. What was your reaction? So first, I was already pretty hooked from the like 1917 type filming that was going in with the trenches, which is like that one shot as they were like, you know, running through and, you know, gunning down whoever was in the way. You're not quite sure what war it was at first, you know. And then as soon as he hops hops (laughs) over that hill, I was like, oh, uh, where? 
where, where do I pick? You know, like, what do you look at first? <laughs> I had to rewind that part several times. And I still feel like there's things I'm missing. And right. I felt like you had your face. I'm sure if you looked at it in the mirror was the same exact as his reaction. When he yeah. right. over that hill. And, so <laughs> and did you guys notice the camera, the, the, the aspect ratio changes as you it play? It does. Well, the here's the thing. From, like, it's subtle, but it's done so well. So well. Like I knew it was going to be good between the so three of you good. warning me about it. I was like, wait a minute. If you're if my if my people's already sucked in 30 minutes in like this, this, this shit got to be all three of us just message each other. Well, 30 seconds. That's what I got I'm on it. my phone. <laughs> I'm in it. And I'm like <laughs> behind them and they're like, I'm in it. I'm in it. And I'm like, oh, shit, what's happening? And even me, I was like, damn, yo, I wasn't ready. And they warned me. And I wasn't ready. It was like it was like the final you, sequence you to it's like the final sequence to Endgame. If it means the epicness, you know, like Pretty the much. epic war battle. Like those like Spartan women in the background. There's like War of the Worlds aliens. There's like a giant. It was. It was like, so like, you just, Whoa. you just did your boss battle 10 seconds in. Like, okay, that's like, what we're doing. I forgot you know what? So ballsy. Like, it just might work. I know. Me too. Right? reminded me about that. I was like, what, what time is this? Yeah. It's like, what the hell? Yeah. I had no idea. My mind just was going to burst. And that, and Sorry, I was like, two showing up. <laughs> 42 that significance is great because again when you get the context of the fact that this is all a dream you realize that these are all his heroes in his head mm-hmm. and you know if you look at the context of the time of of of, of um, jackie robinson right he literally was a hero he came and he's the only barriers, you know right literally other than musicians at the time you know it's like jackie robinson was the man exactly Huge like he was time. literally came with the bat like breaking, boom, breaking barriers, down barriers smashing yeah. down barriers with that bat yeah destroying the monsters oh, you know like and I, and I love that and and it told us a lot about and let's go into characters you know it told us a lot about atticus you know from the very beginning that he's dreaming about this and then with the book you realize how much of a nerd he is um sadie i'll start with you what did you think of of, of um jonathan majors and the character of atticus um i've feel like this is finally a piece of work that I've seen him in that like I truly like I've always liked him as an actor but I feel like I love him now um he's kind of played roles where he's a little bit timid he's kind of like the shy thinker um like even in the five bloods where he was like the teacher wishy-washy wasn't my favorite but this Mm -hmm. I felt like all of those pieces kind of clicked um because Mm -hmm. he was like the true definition of a dreamer um you know he went into the military for the in for adventure, not to like defend and save this country to be a hero. It was never an intention to be a hero. He wanted to go to see, you know, the world, but it just so happened that the only way he was going to be able to do it was to fight this war. Um, but so, on top of that, sorry to cut you off. On no, top yeah. of that, he he says he left because of his father. Mm-hmm. So he, you know, he said he left to get away from his father. Get, yep, mm-hmm. get away from his dad. So he's a by any means necessary type of person and i think that's going to conflict with his dreamer personality because there's going to be aspects you know we've seen little easter eggs already that um, we're, we're trying to piece together um about his personality and i think that's going to conflict with some of his morals and things like that and how he's going to change and be become this person so jonathan majors definitely it was in the first episode like he got me because I was like, you know, you're not usually my favorite, but I love you in this. And I'm sure it had nothing to do with the fact that his shirt just kept getting smaller as the show went along. <laughs> um, I'm not mad at all. I'm not mad. This and it was so true. real. When they did Letty scene, she was like, who the heck? Because that is what you say. Like, especially the way they call him Coke bottle glasses. Like, we know we're talking right. about gang- like gangly. And then that's what comes back after Ward. Like, what? Okay. <laughs> 
Um, Courtney B. Vance is one of my favorite actors on TV. I feel like he's one of those actors that when you see him, you mm-hmm. know, you're like, he's going to bring something serious to it. Um, oh, yeah. He plays uh, George Freeman. You know, I liked his character because I think there's a lot more depth. He wasn't that typical uncle, you know, right. if that makes any sense. You know, I, I feel like he's, there's the more depth to him, and especially his relationship with his wife. And you, Mike, you brought up his character about, you know, he's the one that's doing this, um, this, it's not, yeah, green, guide, it's not called Green uh, Book, the guidebook, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Doing the, doing the guidebook. Um, what do you think, Mike, is the secret he's hiding? Because when Atticus says, my father told me about my mother, and he's like, <gasps> And he's talk and he says, No, he's looking at the history of my mother. Mm. Did you catch in his face? And he stuttered. There's a stutter. He stuttered too. It, he said, What now? What? Yeah. <laughs> I, I didn't know if it's like maybe he knows where his father is or why. Uh, I think he knows no, something about his background, upbringing. Yeah, he definitely knows something about his parents. I, like either one of them. Then I think infidelity was involved. Mm. I think him and mommy had a thing. Maybe. Me too. Because I realized I put two and two together later. It was a picture that yeah, Atticus picture. found in the book that was his dad's. He had found a picture of him, his dad, and I'm assuming his mom. Yeah. And later on, uh, what's his name? Uncle George George, George yeah. Freeman had a picture of that same woman, but in his mm-hmm. wallet. And she was by herself as if the other two were cut out of the photo. Mm-hmm. Why wouldn't you have your ah! Yes, yes. I think there's infidel Raven. You're completely right. Oh, just I think an excuse it. to watch it again. I think because I've seen I've seen it twice now. I, I watched watch it. it last yeah, night. I had to watch it twice. When I watched it the second time, there was so many things I was like, "What?" Like even the oh, episode shit. being named Sundown sounds weird, but it took me like. But did you watch the second what episode? I was like, "Yeah." <laughs> Stress. What I liked, <laughs> what I liked, is the subtle ways that this show shows us racism and how real racism was for their in their life. You know, uh-huh. it just even little things like the montage when they're going on the trip at the beginning and you're hearing the narration and the kids are doing the whole monkey thing at them. You know, there's those little subtle things. In it. And it was in silence. Right. You know, like oh, yeah. it was completely dubbed over, but I still felt every single word of mm-hmm. that insult, like every monkey sound. I felt it. I heard it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's almost like it was louder be- because, because there was a volume. Yep. Or even in the beginning. <sighs> In the beginning, when the bus breaks down, and they're like, "Yeah, I'm not going it's on." Brilliant that truck. editing. I'm not going on that truck. See, that's a racist man's truck, and mm-hmm. I'd rather walk. <laughs> like, and like, I love that. Like, there was no discussion, there was no conversation. Nope. You just simply got up, grabbed his shit, and left. They just both grabbed that lady stuff. Let's go. But I think like, this plays upon like well, I forgot what movie we were talking about in our podcast where it was a, talking about racial undertones and we were just like we wanted to see something different and I think we finally got it. Um, mm-hmm. You know, uh, we wanted to see more like black content, right? And we wanted to see you know historical times, but we we've seen the whole you know like you said we've seen heard the monkey jokes, we've heard the racial slurs, but how can we do it in a different way? And the fear is not the racism and that's a that's what we were talking about with the car scene at the end like we're sitting here thinking the entire time that's the scariest part that's the scariest part to me (laughs) and that still is like if you because sadly even if it was a black cop i'm scared of cops right now right like that is that's a bug in the fuck out terrifying (laughs) scene and then just to know that there's still 20 more minutes where they're like no no we're gonna scare the shit out of you some more and it's completely left field like bravo yeah. Bravo. Because it's like, yeah. like I also feel like it's a yeah, like it's a good way to even just discuss everything that's going on mm-hmm. currently still. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like 
Y'all are fighting about race, and there are literal fucking monsters. Your, your planet's <laughs> like, being overheated. You know, and that's, and that's what's going know. on right now. You know, your your planet is overheating, and there's so many other things. There's a literal pandemic going on. But we're going to be racist. Like, huh? You know? And I feel like that's what I like about this show, too. I feel like this was the show's way of being, like, you see how stupid you look? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like, because I felt like... easy you forgot about oh, yeah, all that. The end, know. the last thing, yeah, like, come on. You see how stupid you look? Come we can't on. even try You know, like, even, <laughs> even... Even the whole thing with the, you know, um, once, you know, they were all in the house and they were hiding from the monsters outside. I, I love that whole scene because it's like, dude, you're missing a whole fucking arm right now. You're still using one other arm to hold a gun at me? Are you kidding me right now? And then when, you know, he's, like, when he's changing, the other guy's still kind of, are you okay? Bitch, he's changing to a one to your sheriff? <laughs> like, guys, that's oh, like, because oh, it's just like... Oh. <laughs> Shoot him, motherfucker. Like, that was just... Oh. You know, because... But I also feel like it just, it just further proves it's like, this is the hatred. Mm-hmm. The level of hatred that it has to take to stare a monster dead in the face. Get your arm ripped off by a monster. Have all your men murdered you by literal kill you. monsters. The monster in the room to you is a black man, and that doesn't mm-hmm. make sense. Mm-hmm. You you literally watched your man's turn into a whole vampire. It was it was, it was like, the longest turning scene. That's why I'm like, this is the. Longest. I'm gonna wait until I get that okay though. Right. You think you're gonna get permission <laughs> to kill your sheriff? I know Jerry. You waiting not for like permission from the sheriff? Like we gotta, we can't be sheep anymore. We gotta learn how to lead. You know, like lead yourself out of that fear. And you um, spoke of you spoke of that fear, right? I think a great great um, showcase of that was the kid at the diner, because he's like, "Oh shit, there's black people here." You know, not after what you guys did to Miss Lydia. I was like, "Ooh, what happened to Miss Lydia?" I can't see, and then I wasn't thing. mad oh, at no. him because loved, like, what happened? I loved how that sequence was played out. Miss Lydia like, the whole, gone with, the whole, with a white the White House. <laughs> how how was why is the White House white? Because of they were fixing I learned it. another Just, fact. I everything I that everything that. Exactly. <laughs> I definitely Bad forgot knowledge. about that. I was like, <laughs> oh, shit. so much dropping knowledge. It. Dropping it. I was like, whoa. And just the way that's, that 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 scene is built up from knowing that knowledge to 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 Letty seeing the kid in the kitchen and that building up to get the fuck out of here to going out and then from the beginning those guys that they, that they saw as they came into the town those are the ones that are chasing them just mm. the build-up was great it was, just Every, it was the build-up so well. of everyone's fear and how it boiled over so into sundown you know what i'm saying like and mm-hmm. it was so sad because like you're talking about the burning thing and that's the fear of that poor kid he's like they are so racist like he does, he looked like he would have. Because he doesn't them. look like he was yeah. even. Yeah, he was scared. Scared. He was legit that scared. They of killed him. their own person and killed mm-hmm. the other people inside because she decided to serve them as a lesson. Like you, you can't even do it on the low. They burned mm-hmm. her inside of that building with the with the other black people that she served. I also love that this show dealt with that too. Like because a lot of people feel like you know whether white, black, or whatever, feel like why didn't more people. You know, why didn't more white people stand up to more white people? This is what was happening. Yeah. When white people would stand up to other white people, and they get the their restaurant burned, or you know, burnt down, or they get hanged, you know, they get dragged out and shot down and all these other things, you know, too. So it's kind of like, well, this is the risk that you take, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and I do like that the show dealt with that, too. They kind of showed every side of it because it's like for the younger generation coming up that maybe didn't have any problems at all. With black people that were maybe listening to, you know, black musicians that maybe were fans of Jackie Robinson, you know, had to do that secretly because their dad knows or their family knows, you know, they're getting burnt down like Miss Lydia. Yep. Mm-hmm. So I do love that 
it that this show shows all of the different sides of it because there was a Miss Lydia, mm-hmm. you know. And I do um, like that they brought I think that what, up. I too. like what you're saying. Like it's like they show true compassion. And there's one thing that like to feel pity or to be like to make excuses for somebody's behavior, but this is like true compassion for the other side. Like, like I was saying before, you can't fault somebody for being shoved down like racist rhetoric their entire life. Mm-hmm. You can't fault somebody for you know if like they're not if they're a beta type personality and you just watch somebody get murdered for like just doing something you would do like you're, what are you going to do in that situation i i want to talk about uh janae smollett i think her character for me is she's my, my favorite character favorite she she's I mine. Think yeah. her journey you know i feel like she plays the shit out of this role she's great <laughs> i think there's a lot of complexity to her character you know with her sister with her brother that tense you know not going to her mother's funeral but there's a line where she says to her brother you know you didn't have to live with her every day so there's something there with her with her mother and why she didn't go to the funeral. So I think she's an interesting character. I love that she's, mm-hmm. you know, she's she's scared, but she's a badass. I love it. Yeah. I also, great. I like that, you know, in the beginning, her character seemed, uh, is perceived almost as uh, like wild, you know, but you don't know what that means. So yes. normally wild when we see somebody in the 50s that's <laughs> 50s. wild, you assume that they're promiscuous, like in sexual, you know. But I love that you end up realizing people's issue with her is that she's a rebel and she's out protesting. She's Mm -hmm. out breaking the law to do the right thing or what she feels is right. And her family is against that. You assume one thing that they show you like, no, the issue is that she's strong, that she, you know, wants to break tradition and stuff like that. And she's fighting for it actively. And that's what caused a wedge between her and her family. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily that she's a bad person mm-hmm. or that she's like a drug addict or some they, shit. They probably you felt know, some like, kind of way that she was the only girl in an old boys nerd crew. You know, exactly. Like <laughs> you know, she's just not a traditional. And like, even when her sister said, you should have leggings on or, you know, you should have stockings on with that dress. She was like, what girl is hot? And she's like, mm-hmm. you can't afford them. You know, because I love that it deals with that. She's deemed as, you know, wild, but she's just different. She she's what modern day is now. Like, they probably put all this pressure on her because, remember, there's a whole light skin, dark skin thing. So, like, if you're, the people put pressure on you to be there and take care of your family. I remember back in those times, you're supposed to take care of your own. And she's viewed as not necessarily taking care of her own. She's taking care of other people. Back at that time, like, certain people, that wasn't okay. You know, you have to take care of your family versus, you know, civil rights movement no you need to come home and go to your mom's funeral there are Mm -hmm. that parallel is drawn sometimes yeah the last thing we were talking about was her anyway right yeah it's so rare that you have a female in a trio in a group like film right and then that she's like now carrying her own weight and like being respected with the other men and like my name is Letitia fucking Lewis. That's right. And she was driving for, by the end of that those, episode. For those listening, we had a technical glitch. If you think that it just the conversation switched, it it, it wasn't you. It was us. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I think I think what she brought to the character was a lot of depth. I think like so much depth to the character. I, I, she, she's my favorite. I think her, her her she's not only fighting race; she's fighting gender. Yep. Right, little girl, little girl, little girl. No, she's fighting I'm many battles she's also light skinned like there's a lot of yeah, fa- yeah. family issues you know I love the scene where we're in the house and then George says to Atticus he's like no 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 that's family stuff you don't get involved yeah cause he was gonna get involved like, and a part right. of me was like you he should but right. then I was also but like no true, 
it's family you can't, stuff. You, you can't get involved in family affairs, <laughs> unfortunately. It's it's an unwritten rule. Yeah, black people, we don't get involved we all just be like, Ooh. shit breaking. Like, nah, that's them, yo. Because <laughs> then, you know, then the police got to get called. No, your like, place. All right, all right, all right. All right. Be like, yo, but yo. yeah, you don't get involved if they just yelling. Then you, they look at you crazy. Like, nah, unless um, property's getting damaged. Yeah, I want to go into the actually hurt. <laughs> exactly. Unless the police, you think the police are going to get called, that's the only time you jump in. Right. Um, <laughs> I want to talk about the actual mystery itself. That sequence when they're getting, they're running away and the silver car comes. You think in the silver car is an antagonist and then does the turn. Was it just me or did you notice that it hits nothing? The other yeah. car hits nothing and flips. Oh, yeah, yeah. Force so, field. I, I noticed because I watched it four Mike? times. It don't hit nothing. <laughs> they did show Mike. the car earlier on too. Like I think yes. it was parked, uh, I think it was like behind uh, that bar or something. Okay, like so a couple of subtle hints I noticed about the car. Yeah. In the Talk beginning... Yeah, when the uh, bar owner is getting a blow in the back, which I, I appreciate that subtle undercover note there. Anyway, um, <laughs> with that being said, uh, when he was asking about his dad, uh, the bar owner had told him the last time I saw him, he left with some white guy who definitely wasn't a cop. He's probably a lawyer, but he said that he left in some really fancy looking foreign, like You're Ford right. silver car. Yeah. He's like it took off, so it must so, be expensive. So as a hint that, oh, okay, Which I'm so assuming that's whatever the this end, silver right? car is yeah. has something to do with the dad's mm-hmm. disappearance, also. Exactly. Oh, we we assume like it's that. the same guy at the end that opens the door. I'm assuming that. Oh yeah, it is because the car was in the driveway. So then, the who same was the car woman? was in the driveway at the. Who, I think that's like his sibling type thing. Yeah, because yeah, she was in the car with him. True, true. Because she was in the passenger seat, but then again, it was like a British car, so I don't know. But it seemed like there was two people in that car. Dude, that that accident was done so well. You see the guy flip out of the car, like because yeah. the two people fall out of the car as it flips. Oh yeah, like, oh, the mutilation. Shit. Yeah, because like <laughs> the production value on this show is just once again, it's just fantastic. Good, it's JJ. Oof. It's JJ. I know it is JJ. Like, I feel like that's the around. JJ Abrams aspect. Like, because I feel like Jordan Peele is great at creating, create, creating like the scenarios almost. You know, like because like Get Out, for example, is so many of our biggest fears without realizing it and and jordan peele does a good job of like bringing those subtleties to the forefront Mm -hmm. but i love jj because jj is great at merging in the sci-fi element and being like look at this monster though like i feel like (laughs) it looks like jj abrams special effects team worked on the special effects in this you know i feel like he didn't take it easy I also think a lot of credit should go to Misha Green, who's the showrunner on this. I think she obviously she clearly inspired by J.J. Abrams and, and Jordan Peele and mm-hmm. other things because, you know, she was very adamant that the creatures don't look n- completely normal. They can be inspired by things, but they can't act normal. So that's why, like, those creatures, they, like, dig underground. Their mouths are inspired by sharks. I was reading up on it. But They're they like dig underground. Rats. They're like, yeah, yeah, sharks. Like sharks in the eyes. When that <laughs> happened, though, I was like, that's different. Right? <laughs> like, oh, that whole okay. done the last 10 minutes of the whole scene is just... <laughs> okay, yeah. That's, that's you know, let, let's, talk about, let's talk about some of the monsters in terms of the mythology and all that kind of stuff. Um, I feel like... If They're I called nitpick, gods. Well, that's my... Or... See, that's my nitpick, which might not be a nitpick as we go forward. Because there's a lot of assumptions made on the sides of the nerds, where it's like, this reminds me of a vampire. Put a light See, on it. See, I think that's done on purpose. I think he has a secret. And that's why I'm pretty sure what you were saying, like, when we love Courtney B. Vance, because he is such a cryptic, like, strong, classical actor that 
him just casually being like, I think I remember. Like, I'm sorry, that was just too played on to be like, don't but vampires even, not like this light? This flashlight seemed to work. For yeah. Them. But even Atticus, though, before the, the cop who with the sundown cop stops them, when they hear a noise in the background, it's foreshadowing. He's like, oh, that could be a shiver or whatever he says it is. And, and he's like, oh, it's a creature with many eyes. And that's what exactly what it ends up being. So it's just like, but they make a joke because in the actual the actual description of the creature, this blob that moves slowly. But Atticus so is having weird dreams too. Remember that. And then he calls the woman in South Korea. We don't know who that that's is. That's another thing. I was so gonna that's ask. what I want to know where that's Something South weird Korea. is going on with him. So maybe these dreams and then like he, he you know, he's seeing it's all this stuff in his head. I'm also wondering if he went AWOL. That's well, what he was he was in South Korea. He was, he, he was exactly. He was stationed there. there. And then now he's back in the U.S. So if you were to call back to your station, you know, you're AWOL. No, I think I don't think it's AWOL because I think he would have had they would have had to do more hiding while he's in the States. And people, you know, I yeah. think it's more that there's some mysterious stuff that he kind of saw out there. This woman is like, he shouldn't have gone home. Yeah. Like, it's almost like some mysterious foreshadowing. That was cool. Not uh-huh. a person who's she's not saying, "Oh, I miss you, come back." She's like, "No, some bad shit's gonna happen to you for going home." Almost like she knew, like she's mm-hmm. some mysterious kind of person, and and I don't know who that is. You know the way she kind of spoke about it, because obviously there's a lot of sci-fi and mystery, and even with with his dad, right? His dad was looking at the genealogy of his mother, which is a big element of the story, and clearly his dad is right on some level. You exactly. Know, at the very the very end scene when it says, uh, you, "Welcome home." Mr. Freeman. So it's mm-hmm. like a family lineage, you know, and we saw we saw in the previews for upcoming where it's like they talk about this is your family legacy. Exactly. Oh, so did you know because that? a lot of the names are Greek god names. Yes. So like, mm-hmm. like Atticus, Hippolyta, which they call Hippolyta mm-hmm. in this. Which kind yeah. of, so <laughs> and I, that's why I was like, there's so many great things in that little like excerpt that we saw for the previews because now we can see why the wife is so thirsty for knowledge. Yeah. You know, if you come Only from like getting to see all that. George Freeman, I was like. And then um, Jamie Chung, <laughs> can we give it up for Jamie Chung who came from the real world and now is doing Lovecraft and she's the red alien bitch and now she's like, she's, doesn't uh, have you come red. Long you come a she's, long uh, way. Don't let anybody ever Deja, Deja Torres from, from from John Carter. That's the character that she plays. The Princess of Mars. Oh, so yeah, she, you think... didn't understand? she is yeah. the Princess of Mars. Yeah. Mars. Princess of Mars. That's yeah. She comes down with a red skin. The prince. In the uh, movie, they made them have red tattoos, but they're supposed to have yeah. red skin. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah. That's why I didn't get there. But yeah. like, I was so I was like, go ahead, Jamie. You know, when anybody ever tells you, you you're gonna get pigeonholed, don't believe them. Jamie Chung is now on Lovecraft. <laughs> okay, so before we close, questions for the future. This is a series. We've already spoken. Asked one of my questions in terms of uh, who's South Korea, who's who is that woman. But one of my other questions is, it might be the same person, but. Who whistles the creatures away? Is it the person they meet at the house, or is it someone disconnect? Someone's. I think it's the separate? people at the house with the silver car. It's the same it's the same thing. Well, think? I don't know. I think they, they're different. They might be, I think they're different. There might be someone. Yeah, there might be a third party we don't know about. Because I was like, yeah. why I think there's, there's always a third party. They're I think there. I think there are three because they were saying that there's weird stuff happening in the woods, and some people get out, and some people don't. Mm-hmm. So oh, that whole know, like, woods is yeah, the whole woods is like weird. Because again, this story when when uh, Letty's talking to her brother, he does mention that this talk of creatures in the woods. You and know, they, like you, well, killings. the creatures are the people that get bit. If you notice, like the because when yeah, yeah. he jumps out, the sheriff he has like the sheriff Hulk pants because <laughs> like they're like <laughs> I don't Purple know why pants. they're like shorts, but that's he runs out. <laughs> and I wonder if I wonder if you know because it's not her family, but. Is is uh, Letty's? Does she have some kind of narrative to con- 
like how will her narrative connect to the greater fantasy element right because it seems to be the freeman family for now but maybe she also has a connection in some way. That's why it was fate that brought her along. You know, maybe they both had two crazy parents, and like remember, she they both have two like tumultuous childhoods that they had to mm. run away from. You know, one from a mother, one from a father. So I think those parallels will definitely be touched upon. I mean, is it yeah. Sunday? Is it Sunday? Like, like I can't <laughs> lie. Like, I am not liking. This is the only takeaway from the show. This show sucks. I gotta wait a week though. I, know. I gotta wait what eight no, weeks okay, to finish this? Yeah, but let me. I'm just let not going to have no answers that. until three months from now. Let me counter that, though. Do you think this is a show you could watch back to back without your head exploding? Oh, Shit. I would probably like have like. <laughs> I think they should release like two at a time and still come out every week. Now, you guys would probably hear from my mom be like, Mercedes is in the hospital for like malnutrition. I feel like with all the tension, though, it would also be like kind of tough. Because I feel like you're sitting at home. <laughs> Well, not necessarily a question, but more like a, 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 a something I noticed. That means all those creatures were once people. That's what I was just saying. Because <laughs> like it didn't like, like when you watch the sundown scene, they die, they make it a point to do like frame it, Raven. You're gonna laugh. It's literally like pause it. It's um he looks like the Incredible Hulk, but he's got the sheriff stripe on the side. So yeah, when he jumps out the building, yeah, right? When he jumps out <laughs> yeah, and then he that. runs into the little ground. Yeah. So it's just to make you understand that like these are all humans that were like previous. But I wonder do they turn back mm. or are they like creatures? I don't straight? think so. I think it's over like, for that. It could be like a werewolf thing, right? That's where they turn at night. Because you don't see them in the day. <gasps> Maybe that's no, no, no. The thing that I like too about Sundown that I forgot to say is even white people can't be over there in sundown. Exactly. While he's sitting there talking shit about the black people. If I saw you over here sundown doing blah, 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 blah. Oh, well, okay. The monsters caught you in sundown doing some bullshit too. I think it's exactly what Ray <laughs> It is said. a this sundown is a literal down. sundown. You got to get the I wonder out. if that'll be like something that they deal yeah. with. Like if the sundown towns are because of monsters and not races. Yeah, and, and the then, white mm-hmm. people aren't warning everybody. Yeah, They're but the white people are becoming monsters because they don't know how to deal with it so black people shouldn't go there hide it well because they probably blame it they play they blame the deaths on black people exactly that's what i'm saying so either way (laughs) black people just shouldn't go there but still (laughs) i mean yeah we can talk forever about this show we probably just sit here till next week and then go watch there's so much symbolism it's so good we gotta yeah no quick quick drops anything we missed just speculations um i love jenny smollett's run her like sprint to the car from the monsters i thought it was done very well the fear run where you're like so scared that you almost can't breathe but you have to keep breathing because you're running Mm -hmm. like she did that very well (laughs) 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 but then she also has to remember to scream because she's fucking terrified because she can hear them it's like every time she's running she hears her like (laughs) yeah her reaction to like the things in the trees was done so well because in real life there's nothing in the trees it's just the director going you know, or like somebody <laughs> ruffling one branch. Like so I think she did it so well. Yeah, <laughs> literally. Someone in the bush with a megaphone. <laughs> you know, I like I like when she came crashing into the house with a car because she was like, beep, oh, beep, so beep. "I hope you guys moved." Crash. Yeah, right. Oh yeah. <laughs> if not, then I guess I killed you all. <laughs> 
said, fuck your uncle. You got to get your ass in this house and close the door. Like, that is some real shit. Cause She's like, like, get in here. I had explained that to my boyfriend to be like, I loved her because that's real fear. Like, there's nothing we can do in this situation. This is not <laughs> get a in the situation house. we can fight. There's no knives or fire. Get in the house. Because every man. Guns fight. didn't work on it. We saw. Exactly. We she watched it. him Ew. shoot it. So yeah. what are we? We're going to go out and, sh- and save uncle with our bare hands after we just watched somebody get ate? Are we going to punch out the monster? No. no. I did. I will say I loved the uncle's reaction to taking the flashlight from the dead severed hand and he's like yeah, was oh, yeah and it was just still perfectly <laughs> circular by the time it took in it real life like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> can i tell you again this is how i know my ass would have got killed i was like idiot put the flashlight away turn the light off Yo, I instantly was like, come on, man, you have to see Jurassic Park. Put the goddamn light out. Turn the light out. The light saved his life, right? It saved his life, so we would have died. I was literally trying. We would have died. We would have been sitting there with the light off, smiling like they won't get me crunch. That's how good this show is. I was trying to find a problem with it, and when the uncle's like running to the house, I was like, this show's so stupid. He ran into the house with the lights on. He's not dead yet. And then he's like, oh, the light saved them. I had that moment too because at first I was like, why the hell he stay down so long? This dude's just chilling there. When I watched it the second time, I saw him get shoved to the ground by a police officer. Did you see the guy shove him? And also, (laughs) yo, but I didn't notice that when I watched it the first time. So the first time I was like, if he don't get his ass up, you know, and then I watched it again. But then I also didn't pay attention when they were at the brother's house. He had said that both of his kneecaps were shattered during Mm -hmm. one of his Mm -hmm. travel guide trips. By a group of white dudes, he shattered his knee. That's kneecap. why he doesn't so, want his wife to go by herself. Yeah, so knowing that, like, when I watched it for the yeah. second time, and he got shoved. I was like, "Oh, with those knees? Oh, he's not <laughs> getting back up. He was like, he's down." They make a joke. <laughs> they make a joke of it before the sundown cop comes, <laughs> and they're like, "What's happening in the bush?" And he makes a joke saying it's the monster, the blob monster. She was like, "He was like, oh, they're blob monster." And she's like, "Oh, we can get away with them easy." And he's like, "Not Uncle George and his knees." So he makes a joke of that, and it was foreshadowing what actually That's, happened. Like the show, it foreshadowed everything because he said it was a shogit shogit thing, yeah, which actually is a real thing from H.P. Lovecraft's books. Which so yeah, yeah. so yeah, I mean, hey, um, this kid knows. I Y'all to, gotta listen to him. I want to and you know what? She saved on... him from going into the bushes because if he went into the bushes, it would start yep. started to get dark, and he would. That's what was rustling, like the. I want to quickly touch on um, the, the, the uh, George's daughter, the little girl. Her, her name D. Ruby? I think she's going to be a big thing. She, she's doing all the drawings, the comic books and stuff. Like yeah, that. she's going to be dope. I think she's she going to be, be like the person on the phone. You know, there's always like some operator, the like the chair, guy in the yeah. office. Yeah, there's always a guy in a chair. She's going to be the guy she, in a chair. She's a super sci-fi nerd that's like the next generation yeah. that mm-hmm. just grew up in it. <laughs> you know, like she's creating her own comics and things like that. And I was I like, like that I want that comic. That, I like that she draws on the maps, like visual symbols to show where it's safe or not. Can and then you see about- the... the Oh, go ahead, the sorry. sundown. Sorry, I was going to say that the sundown one that she drew, which was the the, the Grim Reaper, Reaper with a with a clock dial. And at first you're like, "What the fuck is that?" And then you, when the context, you're like, "Oh, that's what it means." Sundown. All her drawings mean something. So I think yeah, that's why. Um, if you flip <laughs> it, like I'm gonna watch it again. Each of those counties had like a special thing, so it's she like has that a drawing. Was the sundown. Yeah, there was the yeah. Grim Reaper over mm. that county, and then there was different like things. Yep. There were different. There's queens. one. There was a castle. There's like a castle in one of them. And, and that's like, I, and she yeah. is the, it's the daughter who does all the drawings when she hears her parents having sex. 
yeah but that's what i was saying dave Poor i thing. think in terms of like story writing and theme writing like she's like the prophet kind yeah, of like the, the one something. that can like she's gonna be something that's you know because she's also a freeman it's mm-hmm. the freeman legacy right it's the yeah. family she's part of that family so i think i agree with you i think she's gonna be something um i think that's it anything yeah, else we can talk for days. yeah i don't I mean, right. I'm sure there's nothing else i also think that sheriff's coming back Oh yeah. yeah. Why? Yeah. I mean, why? Well, this is why I think awesome. Monster Sheriff is coming back in his Hulk pants. And thank well, this you. is why I say. This is why I why say. What the, if they turn the back Hulk human pants? again? What if they're like vampires and werewolves, where they can appear human at certain times? So that's. True, do you think like sun back. up? He goes back to being a regular person. Because yeah, I remember, like remember when he's getting info from Letty's exactly. brother about. I think there's rituals or some shit that goes on in the woods, and the mm-hmm. people are disappearing and blah blah blah. So if Dave is right and they do, that's why it's a true sundown because you got to get out because if not, they you're a part of the they're clan. They're going to turn. But if you guys have your thoughts on this first episode, let us know. Find us on social media at the Nerdy Bunch. We will be reviewing this every week. Uh, the reviews won't be as long because you know we won't be talking about the same things. We'll try and keep these under 20 minutes. But there was a lot to talk about. It's a brand new show, so there's a lot of thoughts to get out. Uh, get out. Did you get it? Um, <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Raven. Thank you. Thank you, Rocket Mike. Thank you, Dave. Thank you, Mercedes. Thanks. And with that, my name is English Dave. This has been a Nerdy Bunch review of episode one of Lovecraft County. I keep saying Lovecraft County. It's Lovecraft Country. I just keep saying Lovecraft, like dropping the mic and dipping. Lovecraft Country. I just keep going like Lovecraft. Here's a little fun fun fact. They they mention Arkham as a place which is created by uh, H.P. Lovecraft, the location Arkham. It got so popular that people thought Arkham was a real place. And Arkham's also inspired Arkham Asylum from DC Comics. I thought so, right? I was like, Arkham like Batman? Come on, it has to be. It has to be Batman. What else? Crazy weird things going on. And on that note, Mercedes, hit them with it. Keep it nerdy, y'all. Keep it nerdy, guys.